It's not nice to eavesdrop, but it's fun. So let's check in on the comedy of errors at the Baxters. On the little things in life. Brought to you by Dan Rolon, America's leading roll-on antiperspirant. find the crossword puzzle in the paper tonight. I suppose Aunt Maggie took it. I don't know, dear. Maybe. She went up to her room right after dinner. Said she had a headache. Oh, that's too bad. Well, it's not here. It says crossword puzzle page 27, and page 27 isn't here. Why don't we give a party for Aunt Maggie? We haven't, you know, ever since she's been here. Well, she's going to be with us until after Christmas. She's bound to see all our friends. We'll have Christmas parties, I suppose. Well, that's over a month away. I just met a small party, a few people in for, you know, buffet suppers. Ah, I hate buffet suppers. I like to sit down to a table. Where's the back section of the paper? Mm, It's on the footstool over there. All right, we'll have a sit-down dinner, then. We can seat eight very comfortably. Ten is a bit tight, and twelve is really too much. What do you think? Listen, I I don't care. You're the one who has all the work. If you want to have some people in for dinner, it's okay with me. Well, let's see who we have. We have to ask Evie and Fred. And if I ask Evie, then I better ask Elaine and Carl. And Aunt Megan will ask Maynard Blake. Well, with us, that's eight already. Well, that's enough, isn't it? Well, we owe Stan and Eda. We'll have to ask them. We also owe Jean and John O'Brien. You know, I'm just ashamed we haven't had them over. All the times we've been at their house. Mm. Oh, we haven't been over there so much. Well, the parties we have. We have to ask Fan Manning. Hey, wait a minute. I thought this was going to be a small dinner party. Well, I'll set up card tables. Don't worry. It won't be buffet, so you have to put your plate on your knees. Uh, put Harvey and Ruth down. We owe them. We don't owe them anything. Ruth never invites us. We were over at their house last spring. Are you by any chance referring to that picnic they had in June, to which we were invited along with about 200 others? All the people they've owed probably since they got married. Oh, we've given big parties to take care of some of our obligations. Right, and we learned early to give it up. Those parties are a big expense. Nobody knows anybody else, and certainly nobody has any real fun. I don't think we have much real fun at parties anyway. You must. You never want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Look here, I I work with Harvey. Just because you don't like Ruth. I don't like Harvey. Or Ruth. They both tell dirty stories. Well, some of Harvey's are pretty funny. (laughs) I never heard him tell one that was funny, never. And Ruth is worse than he is. And that terrible, raucous laugh she has. Yes, yes. I'll admit, Ruth is kind of a pain in the neck. Well, she's worse than that, and I'm not going to have her around telling stories like that in front of Aunt Maggie. Oh, 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 I know who's loads of fun. What? Ken and Ginny. Ken is marvelous. Uh, yeah, I've noticed you think so. Oh, it's just that he plays the piano. Constantly. Well, it's good to have somebody at a party who plays the piano so everyone can sing. Who sings when Ken plays the piano? Nobody can sing. He never plays any songs. He's always banging away with some fancy arrangement, sweeping his fingers up and down the keyboard, and those great crashing chords all over the place. Ken studied in Europe. Studied what? You know, I think you're a weasy bit jealous. Oh, no, I'm not jealous at all. It's just that nobody can hear themselves think when he sits down at the piano. He plays so loud you can't talk. All right, I'll tell him to tone it down. Can I ask them? You like Jenny. She's such a nice person, and she is crazy about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, okay. But if if you ask Ken and Jenny, you'll have to ask Bill and Carla, too, you know? Why? They certainly don't add anything to a party. I know, I know. They both get just 
absolutely plastered and pass out, and then somebody has to lug them home. I'm tired of people who drink too much. Well, just the same, we met Ken and Ginny through Bill and Carla, and they are very close friends. All right, all right, all right. Oh, what's the matter with us, Trudy and Dave? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope Dave is not a town on business. Yeah. He always is. I know. You know, we owe the Hendersons. We were, and the Blaney's. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what about the Bollingers? Uh, We've been there twice and haven't asked them back. And if we're asking Ken and Ginny, we'll have to ask the Feinsteins, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't use that word cute so much. That and somebody is just darling and something is fantastic. All right, then you stop saying you know. You know, you know, all the time. Yeah. Well, let's not get on English usage. We're planning a party. Let's stick to the subject. You know? <laughs> How many people have we got here? Well, you figure it out. I want my crossword puzzle. I want to see if Aunt Maggie has it. All right, all right, dear. Honestly, you start out planning a small dinner party, you wind up having to hire a caterer. Now, let's see. Hurry back down, dear, so we can plan this. Getting a little out of hand. Thirty-two people? Yeah, How did you get thirty-two? This started out to be a small dinner party for eight or ten, a sit-down dinner. With thirty-two people, it'll be a buffet with those dinky tables, and you'll certainly need some help. I know, I know. That's just what I said before you went upstairs. Aunt Maggie's lying there snoring, but she's still hanging on to the crossword puzzle for dear life, so I didn't want to take it out of her hand. How, how did you get 32 people? Well, I thought if the party's getting so big, we might as well ask some others. The John Anthony's, we owe them. And yeah, that's the, you good. Know. John can sing while Ken plays. Yeah. At least we'll have somebody here with a decent voice. Your friend Evie can't even carry a tune, but she always sings louder than anybody else. Why do you always pick on my friends? I adore Evie. Well, I adore her, too, but let's face it, she cannot sing. At a party, it doesn't matter. The idea is to have fun. And some of your friends are so drunk they can't sing either. Look, for once, why don't we have a party and not serve any liquor? Well, how do you do that? At a party in this day and age? Let's start our list over. I will just invite our friends who don't drink. Okay. Who are they? Well, uh... Okay, let's get back to the list. Well, if you ask me, I think that's an excellent idea. Where'd you come from? I thought you were upstairs studying for a test. Why don't you give a party and not serve anything to drink? Debbie, the, our uh, friends are just social drinkers. Do you realize what the statistics are on your generation of so-called social drinkers? Do you know what the statistics are on your generation? My generation? That is... Those who drink have been influenced by their parents who sit and guzzle night after night. Debbie, go study for your test. Your father and I do not guzzle night after night, as you put it. Do you see us? No, we have a drink or two at a party. Right, right, right. Well, plenty of your friends certainly pour it down. And I think you had a good idea, Mother. Give a party without liquor. How'd you hear all this? I was coming down the stairs to get some lemonade. Which is bad for your teeth. You drink that entirely too much and all those other sweet things. That... It's not as bad as alcohol. Do you know that every drink destroys another brain cell? Well, some of the people we know didn't have too many to begin with anyway. Such as your father's friend, Harvey. Harvey happens to be a brilliant engineer. Uh -huh. Brilliant. Well, unfortunately, I haven't had occasion to see that side of him. He drinks like a fish, tells awful stories, and I'm crossing him off the list. I just am. Now, why are you allowing our daughter to influence our guest list? Do you really like Harvey and Ruth? Uh, no. Mm. But I worked with him. 
He's all right during the daytime. Well, we can't give our party at 10 in the morning just so Harvey and Ruth and Bill and Carl and a few others will stay sober. Yeah, that's true. So, let's not give the party. No, just do what Mom said. Give a party without liquor. Why don't we? Look, we could have wine, champagne. Champagne? Yes, yeah, right. Is that uh, $20, $20 a bottle? Oh, domestic champagne isn't that much. What are you but talking about? There are a lot of people who don't like champagne. Well, then they won't drink it. It'll save us some money. All right, All right. we'll just have some sherry, maybe some Chablis or Rhine wine. Well, why do you have to even have wine? Debbie... Even in the Bible, it's mentioned wine. Well, do as you like what you're going to do anyway. But it's no wonder my generation is having such a terrible time. She is right. She is right. She is right. No, you only you know? say that because we don't care whether we drink or not. Well, our friends do. Somebody has to set a good example. We are going to have a party for the first time without liquor. Uh, uh, well, you're going to tell them that when you invite them, huh? No. Isn't that a sad travesty? I mean, a really a sad comment on our generation. Oh, it's certainly going to be a smashing party. Well, at least nobody will be smashed. We'll play games. How about charades? Or let's make it a costume party. Something. Look, people must have had fun at parties when they didn't drink. Fine. But what do I say when Harvey or Bill says, where's the booze? Oh, I hate that word. Just say, here's some tomato juice or here's a glass of white wine. Look, let's try it. Okay, but not this Friday. Let's wait till Christmas time and have our big party then. You mean so they're lit before they even show up? I don't know, but let's wait. After all, we don't want two crowds of people in one week. And, what are the know. two crowds? Well, all the family here for Thanksgiving. That's next week. I know when Thanksgiving is, and it was decided that the whole family, the whole 26, are going to be at your mother's. Oh, no, no, no. My sister what? phoned me last week and said to expect them as usual. And that... Oh, oh no, boy, look, here, here we go. I told, your hu- I told your sister and her husband that lazy, good-for-nothing... Do you think all antiperspirants are basically the same? Well, ban roll-on antiperspirant may just change your mind. Take effectiveness, for instance. Tests have shown that Ban Roll-On Antiperspirant will actually help stop wetness better than most leading sprays. Make your own test soon. Pick up a bottle of Ban Roll-On, and you may discover what we've shown in tests. Ban Roll-On Antiperspirant, proof that not all antiperspirants are created equal. I sweep my floor and I still hear sugar underfoot. I hate that straw broom. That's the kind of dirt straw brooms miss. But an Ocedar angler broom would get it. Angler bristles are cut on an angle to keep more tips on the floor, and the tips are closer together. Ocedar angler gets the dirt other brooms miss. Ocedar makes your life easier. What do you hear from your floor? Not a sound. Ocedar makes your life The Little Things in Life, created by Peg Lynch, has been brought to you by the O-Cedar Angler Broom. It gets the dirt other brooms miss. This program comes to you from the Radio Playhouse.